What, were you expecting Josh? <laughs> no. Welcome to MCM. I'm Roy. I'm hosting this evening. Uh, welcome, all of you marvelous monsters. And uh, this week, as normal, well, it's not exactly normal, I'm joined by Chip. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. A uh, little bit of a switch up this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit of a change here. It's uh, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> and uh, as always, our host of the TMA Network, Josh. Hey. How you're you doing, doing great, sir? Roy. This is awesome. I'm loving. I'm loving seeing you host this show. This is. This oh, is he wonderful. is here. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, but mm, yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to throw everyone off. I, you know, it, it's good to have a little bit of change, and uh, I figured let's do it from my point of view this week. Yeah, so, that sounds wonderful to me. To be honest with you, it uh, it's always good to to change. I think what. I think next week you're going to host again, but then maybe the week after that we're going to have Chip do some hosting. So. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I know we got a special surprise next week, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to mention, too, this is our, our new time. This is our new day and our new time for yep. MCM. We're going to move from Mondays to Wednesdays. We're going to stream Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock Mountain Time, uh, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 o'clock Eastern Time. All that good stuff. Yeah. So, and Ixie, yeah. you got you got it just fine. Time zones are a little messed up, but hey, you're here. That's what's important. We appreciate you. And, uh, you know, I normally stream on Wednesdays, and we're swapping around. It's not really, you know, a big deal. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. It's a, it's a new change of pace. And honestly, like you said, editing will be so much easier because of this, right? Absolutely. I mean, for everyone around, everyone all around, yeah. I think it's going to be nice. For the network itself, too, there's, I mean, this summer, there's so much going on with, I mean, we're going to have a different show every day of the week, basically, mm -hmm. for TMA. So it's pretty nuts. <laughs> also, for those of you who didn't know, Disney changed the timing of their show drops. So we will actually be reviewing Loki the day of the drop. How about that? You get first reactions, you get, you know, first impressions before anything hits online. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, I am stoked, especially to see Chip, you know, stumble over his words <laughs> in arguments. That Oh, yeah, that, that doesn't happen. You aren't going to have time to rewatch like these news. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to, like, watch them at work. That's what I'm going to have to do. Oh, man, I, yeah. Uh... <laughs> We're gonna have first viewing at like three in the morning when it comes out. Um, well, two two in the morning when it first two, drops. Yeah. We'll have our first viewing. Uh, <laughs> probably get half of viewing in in the morning while I'm getting ready for work. Finish that viewing oh, up during lunch, and maybe squeeze one in right before the show. So we'll get three. We'll get three viewings in. It'll be fine. <laughs> so needless to say, that, we're pretty excited about right. Loki. Oh, we are. We are. Yeah. Um speaking of loki uh we do have a few things to talk about i think that is a uh great lead-in for our daily dose of the news 
And now it's time for Marvel News. <laughs> so, have you ever tried to explain Marvel to someone who doesn't get it they're, and is super confused by it? Um, uh, that, a couple times. Yeah. 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 A yeah. Times. I like been, the. Uh, yeah. I use the always sunny meme where uh, Charlie's <laughs> talking about Pepe Sylvia. I got boxes yeah. of Pepe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, people are like, you get that one question from someone that's like, I've never watched a Marvel movie or like they, I've watched one Marvel movie. What's the story about? And you're See, like, uh... <laughs> and, and it's funny. I've never had that issue with Marvel, but I've had that issue with like star Wars or Lord of the Rings because my boss has never seen either of them. Really? Yeah. Never seen any Star Wars movies, never seen any of the Lord of the Rings or read any of the books. And I honestly, I don't know how I can work for someone like that, but he's a great guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, here's the thing is, uh, Thor of love and thunder recently wrapped, right? Well, something, there is an article online that we just found out that Sam Neill has no idea what's going on during the entire series. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard this no. at all, but yeah. So in an interview, Sam Neill said, I've never understood any of the Thor films. In fact, the whole Marvel universe is a complete mystery to me. I mean, I was standing beside Jenny Morris on the on the set of thor ragnarok and i said do you know what planet we're on (laughs) to be honest i was completely baffled i came back i was baffled again i did my bit i didn't know who we're playing who exactly because they're sort of swapping roles oh and there's the really big thing about that interview i feel like yeah is that they're swapping roles so does that mean Sam Neill is playing more than one character? Does that mean that that uh, Thor that, is going to be two different characters? Like, are they all swapping because they're in different universes? Because maybe. of that, the multiverse, maybe? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it raises a lot of questions with Loki because of the, we're getting a lot of hopping time-wise. Um, and we also know that uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother is playing Thor. Matt Damon is reprising the role of Loki, and Jesse uh, Jenny McCartney is oh, playing shit. Hela in this, and Sam Neill yeah, is the... reprising his role as Odin, or fake Odin. Yeah, I mean, did nope. you watch Thor? Was it Thor two when they do the play with Matt Damon? <laughs> yeah. Do you, I mean, I feel like that's kind of a setup for another play where it's the same actors playing the the same people, but then they're bringing in Hela in their little story. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're performing for the king or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm betting they're reenacting the events of Ragnarok and maybe the events of Infinity War as well because... Uh, mm because Niflheim gosh and Niflheim? I'm forgetting the name uh, is it Niflheim the, uh, I think the it's star Niflheim. Yeah, the, the dead star 
where the dwarves oh. make the weapons. Like it might be uh, talking about that and the events of Ragnarok. Hmm. It might be was... catching us up to how all the Asgardians are like on Earth now. So it's it, yep. you know it's going to be like it's probably just them playing some catch up. It um, the role swapping may be um, like in reference to the Jane Foster. Yes, possibly. So I do want to say real quick, uh, if you hear us talking to anyone else on uh, the podcast, we are streaming live. You can always join us on the various platforms that we stream on. Uh, Check out the Twist My Arm Network. You'll easily find us. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Jesse from Sudden But Inevitable and Rex and Ixie, both of who are in chat right now. And uh, I just want to say... Thank you, Rex and Ixie, for the compliment on our intro. And uh, <laughs> Jesse says it means he doesn't understand the setup of his scene being a play. That's that's true, but I I get the feeling that he honestly doesn't get the get the comic book lore. Some people going into these movies go into the movies for the paycheck. They don't care about what they're playing. They just, they just want, want the, the paycheck. Money. So, yeah. uh, just to clear it up too, it's sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. I would say it's oh, it's no. Nita Valir. They they go the Dead Star is uh, Nita Valir. Okay. Oh, perfect. And, Thank you. And and um, Rocket's like that's a made up word, and and Thor's like every word is made up. <laughs> oh, dropping truth bombs. Um, speaking of like. In reference to Thor rapping, did you see that Instagram post of Thor's arms? I mean, oh, dude. Chris Hemsworth and Taika Waititi were in the picture too, but like, mm. it was a picture of Thor's arms. This you mean dude Thor's legs? So big! Like, God, Chris he... Hemsworth got so big for this movie; it is insane. It but is actually it might not also for this be, movie. I was gonna say it might be for the Hulk Hogan movie that he's yes. filming too, because he's got to get those twenty-eight-inch pythons, brother. <laughs> well, he better work on those legs because those legs are twigs. Yeah. He's got basketball he's got, player legs. His well, little boy's <laughs> legs are about as big as his, but his arms are monsters. Are yeah, he is really bulked up, and he is going to fill that Thor costume very well. Um, on to other yeah. news. Well, we got it. Unless you guys got something else to say on this, um, uh, I, I, I don't. I don't. Right. I'm I'm excited for Thor four. Oh, and I also before we get into corrections for for this episode on next week, I I want to just skip that. Uh, it was Thor three, wasn't it? That Thor, Thor they were watching the uh, play. It wasn't two. It was three because they were reenacting the uh, the elf the scene in three. Yeah. Yes, because Loki supposedly died in two. Yep. You would yep. be correct. Uh, Blood and Thunder yep. is Thor four. Speaking of filling costumes, yes, our our live episode of the first episode of Loki Review, I will be wearing a Wonder Woman costume. Hey, what? Oh, Why are you in that? Um, because of an exchange of facts that are still uh, pending oh my God. clarification. Just living in denial. Just living in denial, aren't you? <laughs> They're literally so, going to have to put yes. out a solo Sharon Carter movie called Power Broker, the Sharon Carter story. <laughs> and then Roy would still be like, mm, I think it's a scroll, nah. guys. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not real. Um, no, uh, I am doing this role because I called it wrong. Um, by, and there's a lot of. I have such a hard time saying this, but yes, <laughs> they have said that she is power broker. I am a man of my word, and I'm about to wear a bustier. Oh, where's my Where's my Joker clip? I'm a man of my word. <laughs> but as uh, as we're going on news, I got one question for you. How would you honestly feel about a live action Spider Verse? Down. I'm down. I mean, I'll watch them. You'll watch. If they're gonna throw them at me. I'll watch them. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dude, I mean, uh, the cartoon was the cartoon was so good. I mean, it, it couldn't. Yes. It would it would be hard to top that, but they could make something as good as that, if Brian, I mean, if not better. You know, I mean, look, they gave us garbage TV shows like Gotham and like, like you Birds bite of your tongue. Prey. Like, okay, that was trash. But Gotham like, was awesome. Like, I'm I'm down for a Spidey verse live action. Like, they they'll do it so much better. Um, All right. They're already working on the first series, uh, Cindy Moon as Silk. Uh, that's going to be a badass yep. one. That'll be uh, pretty dope. Some AAPI <laughs> inclusion there. Have um, we talked about Silk before? Is that a? That's got to be a superhero, not, right? You know. Oh yeah, she's a superhero. Maybe a cursory mention, but like, yeah, she uh, she was bitten by the same spider as Peter, and uh, she is like another student. Uh, she's the same age as Peter, uh, but she has spider powers as well. Uh, she's an Asian female, so it's gonna be Asian female spider girl. Uh, yeah, her name's Silk. She's a pretty badass character. I think in the comics she develops a love, a romantic interest with Miles. So we'll see how that develops. So it's kind of the younger generation of the Spideys. Mm. Yeah. And if you go back okay. and watch our Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, there is a student named Cindy. But oh, isn't she the hmm. she's the like the news person, right? You know, she's the news like, person. <clears throat> I forget. I forget. I have to go back and like rewatch. I'm just like they like Cindy is a classmate in those movies. Um, okay. But I don't know if that's the actress that they're going to pick for this like series, but like in theory that would be her. That would be mm. Cindy Moon. So we'll see what happens oh, there. Jesse so, says if the cost of Spider-Man is more Venom movies then no. I think the Venom movie was pretty good. I I, I Maybe I'm just, I don't know. If they can Maybe keep the sucks, Venom symbiote from talking, like, or they can pick, like, a different voice actor for that, that would be tremendous. <laughs> yeah. okay. I almost, like, I would have to do some research. I almost feel like it's Tom Hardy doing, like, a crazy monstrous voice, and he's just mm -hmm. not a good voice actor. So, like, it sounds really lame, in my opinion. <laughs> the Venom symbiote mean, sounds like trash. You uh, it is Hardy. Hardy, mask, Hardy plays yeah, both. Same. Uh, Venom yeah, and Venom. just as yeah, come on. Anytime you give that dude like alter your voice, he just like clowns it up. Like, oh my god, <laughs> oh, surprise, Batman! Oh, I'm like Sean Connery, but older and a diaper. You made a mistake. 
Like, and I can do that all day. Like, that dude is not talented. He's a good actor, Whoa. but his voice acting talent is subpar. So, Josh, I feel like you have read this article um, by the fact that you were stoked and bit. jumped at it. Um, so what are your thoughts on it? Like, uh, how far into this have you read? Uh, I mean, I read, I read most of it, but it, it's just, I think it's Spider-Verse, if they're doing it, as a TV show would be really cool if they did like a, like a defenders kind of thing, but better, you know, where okay. they had daredevil, Jessica Jones, all that. And they have, you know, uh, silk and who else could they do? They could do any other, the miles Morales, Spider-Man, they could have a show called miles or whatever. Yeah. And then just at the end of it mix, have one series that has all the characters mixed together. I'm, I'm, down with it. I, I am a fan of Spider-Man, though, and especially good Spider-Man, and I have really mm. enjoyed the latest Spider-Man movies. Tom Holland. Yeah, including the, the cartoon. So, uh, I, I'm, I'm all for it, man. And I think right now I'm just so starved for anything Marvel that, like, just give it to me. Please. Yeah. Just, just release it now. Are you so... Marvel famished? Marvel starving? <laughs> Kinda. So here's the thing with that. No Way Home, um, Sony has kind of put out a statement that, you know, they're leading into possibly having their own Marvel universe. Um, now, back when Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out and the end credits rolled, you saw that they were building the Sinister Six. Now, so at the, I believe it was the end of venom or was it the it's the end of morbius or there's a scene in morbius where you see michael keaton reprises role as adrian tombs the vulture and we know that michael keaton played adrian tombs in the marvel universe's mm. spider-man so they are kind of crossing the stream there's, and there's that connection right there yeah so are we going to get Michael Morbius in Blade? Are we going to get uh, any... The deal between Sony and Disney um, or Marvel uh, opens up a lot of doors. It's Disney. And, Let's call it what yes. it is. <laughs> so Disney, or sorry, Sony owns 900 different characters from the Spider-Man franchise because let's face it, Spider-Man had a ton they also own the rights to X-Men uh, and before that Fantastic Four. So this deal for Disney opened up a lot of doors and a lot of revenue to Sony, who, let's let's be honest, after The Amazing Spider-Man was kind of struggling with their movies. And uh, Fantastic Four was a flop. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was worse than a flop, man. <laughs> I think that's why Disney doesn't want to touch that franchise right now because they're like, we need to let it officially die die like it needs to be removed from Dude. history before we do anything with it and it's not and it's not even the actor's fault at all like both times that they did a fantastic four movie they had a fantastic cast both yes. times and it's just not they just can't i heard a lot of it had to do with the studios water. i heard mm -hmm. a lot of it had to do with the studios trying to make changes to the scripts and the way the director was doing things so i bet on Honestly, I feel like the new one that they're that they're gonna make isn't really gonna suffer that. Faggy has like, Faggy has the vision, and like you know, if he 
if he lays out how it's going to go, that's how it's going to go, and it's going to be awesome. Right. So I'm, I'm on board for the new one. I haven't heard anything about casting, but on board. Yeah, um, uh, I don't know. I This whole Sony-Marvel thing is just amazing to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sony is kind of what started the whole domino effect that got the X-Men back over to Disney, that got the Fantastic Four back over them, because they were like, you know, fi- fine, we, we concede. You can use Spider-Man, because we're not making any money. So use him, see what you can do with him. We, you know, we, we failed already, and people don't like him anymore, so whatever. And then once Tom Holland <coughs> came back in Civil War, it just blew up. Everyone was so excited about Spider-Man again. Yeah. And... And I think Sony really, really realized the partnership that they could have with Disney and like the money mm-hmm. that they could make with them because it's it's gonna be a lot, um, especially if they if they allow Feige to do what he's gonna do with all of these stories, not just the MCU, but also the what we're gonna the SCU, the Spider Cinematic Universe. I don't yeah. know, but. If, if he controls at least some of those stories and has this, like Chip was saying, the, the plan and effect to where everything is going to meld together, I think it could be one of the greatest cinematic events ever as far as the culmination yeah, of all it, those characters. You do a mm. few movies. You give us like a Sinister Six movie. You give us like another couple Spider-Man movies. You give us a Silk series. Um, you give us a clone uh, the clone saga like give us ben riley give us kane like there's a lot there's so much that they can do give us craven like you can give us you can give us a different craven i don't even care give us like a different craven than you put in the movies that's fine with me Mm -hmm. but like give us craven give us superior spider-man as like a two-season arc on a spider-man show like come on man uh so jesse says spider-man worked in the mcu because they skipped the origin and i completely agree with that what was his origin Um, again don't (laughs) don't don't start i'll cry dude i'll cry no but but Um, seriously though we've seen that origin it's just like batman if they put that freaking batman origin in this new movie again i I might revolt a little bit. I I might be a little upset and not watch another Batman movie because every single different iteration of Batman has had his parents dying at the beginning. Every mm-hmm. single one. Bro, we know. We know what happened. We know why mm-hmm. he is the way he is. We don't need to see it again. Quit wasting precious screen time on this bullshit that we've seen so many times. So, yeah, I, I fully agree with Jesse. Yeah, in 1989, when they put out the Batman, and we hadn't had a Batman property for like 30 years or so, 20, 30 years or so. Sure, we needed the background for that. Like, the people without the internet that are just casual observers don't know his background. But nowadays, like, nowadays, like, you're like a three year old kid knows how Batman became Batman. Like, just like everybody knows Spider Man now. Yeah. Um, Although, I do want to bring up this point. Jesse says new new movie is Earth 2, going to be New Origin. So I think that we just witnessed Spider-Man's actual origin according to the MCU. Yes, Ben Parker might have died in this origin, but it wasn't as tragic as Tony Stark dying. Yeah. 
when it comes to Spider-Man. I think Tony Stark took over the the Ben Parker mantle in the MCU, and they that is how they showed his origin. So we did watch Spider-Man's origin from Civil War to Endgame. That was all his origin story. Yes. And I really, really enjoyed that, the parallels that they had there with uh, Ben mm-hmm. Parker and Tony Stark. I, I really think that that was, again, Feige's brilliant, man. That's, Feige uh, we trust with Marvel. Yeah. And Filoni, we trust insight. with Star Wars. We 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 know in this series that we definitely got Ben Parker because he was mentioned. It just wasn't gone into detail. Right, right. With Tony Stark, that completely makes sense that they would do that because he already had a burden of responsibility, but he didn't know the scope of it. With Tony, Correct. I think it and the whole intergalactic aspect that brought the scope of the responsibility full circle and that's why during the second movie um was it not homecoming it was far from home far from home or is that the last one no way home is last one far from home yeah you're right (laughs) i'm stumbling i'm stumbling all right but here's the rumbling stumbling bumbling so far from home with that we got we just we got the aspect of the after effects of tony's death and we saw how big it affected him so yes i you know jesse you called it absolutely correctly to me i believe you are right so with that being said and talking about the sinister six we did get introduced to a new villain is coming and that is Aaron Taylor Johnson, Kickass, Quicksilver is playing Craven. Is that confirmed now? Yeah, confirmed. It's been over every multimedia site and everything that he has officially been cast. Uh, and I believe it was on the actual Sony. Sony put out a statement about it too. It is it is officially uh, official that Aaron Taylor Johnson is playing Craven. Um, that's like a thing that's happening, I guess. So let's go, Josh. Let's go with your thoughts first on it, because you you seem to be bubbling over a little bit there. <laughs> like you're you're ready to spout. It just I don't know. It, he was Quicksilver already. Like I get it. Craven looks a lot different was this a sony hire was this a sony thing this, this is a sony thing this is not, okay it's still technically marvel because they are co-working together but um well craven was one of spider-man's worst enemies jesse by the way um but I, yeah i just not worst enemies, but like most deadly. Is what I should rephrase what I mean. Was the most one of the most terrifying enemies he could fight. Oh, okay. I just hope it's a. It's it's gonna it's. I hope it's a multiverse situation where Quicksilver, the original Quicksilver, runs into Craven, and they're like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I maybe with the multiverse of madness but you know well, i we, mean what we, if what if wanda runs into craven 
at some point. Like if they decide to mix all these together, she, she's gonna have so, another meltdown and make another hex. <laughs> have you watched the the movie Tenant by chance? No, I have not yet. Uh, that's so one movie last year that I missed. I I haven't seen it either, but I've seen photos of Aaron Taylor Johnson playing a character in it. I didn't recognize him. Like when they showed pictures of it, legitimately, he does not look like himself. He is bulked up. He's got that grizzled beard. He looks older. It just blew me away because like when I saw the preview for it, I didn't know it was him. So... I mean, Hollywood magic, you can do anything. And Aaron Taylor Johnson definitely looked different from Kick-Ass to Quicksilver. Yeah. He like a completely different person. So, you know, with that movie magic, and and Craven doesn't, you do things to him. You know, you give him the big lion outfit or the the lion stuff. You give him extra bushy eyebrows. You give him, like, sunken in cheeks because he's got to have Yeah. Got See the and big there, mustache. There's my there's <laughs> my only concern about it is we got Aaron with a kind of Slavic uh, accent for Quicksilver. I think it was Slavic, the, at least that area. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, because it was Latin, Latvian, Latvian, <laughs> which it, it. And you know, I I'm just saying this because that's how know. it sounds to me, and I'm not good with accents, so. I could be way off, you know, just throwing that out there, but Eastern European. Yeah. He will have to apprise a, another Eastern European accent unless they retcon Craven. I thought Craven was from Africa. I thought he was from South Africa. Uh, Am I, I wrong on that? I, I guess I, I could find be out. Totally wrong. I'm looking up right now. Craven, the hunter. Uh oh no you're right, Volgograd Russia. Okay. Yeah, yes, is Russian. So yeah, now... okay. Look, looking at pictures with it, I mean, dang, that's a pretty badass outfit he's got over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he could do it. You know, you, you give him enough facial hair, he could probably pull it off. I guess. Now, could you pull up the picture of him from Tenet? Uh, pr- probably. Let me see. Yeah, because show that to sure everyone in the chat. All the pictures here. Well, let's here. not pull everything up, but the this picture specifically is what kind of changed my mind about it. Is it this one? Mm, type in uh, <laughs> definitely not that one. Type <laughs> in uh, tenant. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's Quicksilver. But yes, right there, you, he definitely doesn't look the same. He looks, um, he looks older. Okay, so that, yeah, that was the picture. It's just side okay. by side. Yeah, okay. There's <sighs> you know, there's I one guess. a little, little bit below where he's wearing the beret, the beret beret. Oh, this guy. Yeah. See, I didn't recognize him looking like that, and that's. You know uh, that looks very. It was was it was he a Russian in that one too? I have no idea. Like I honestly haven't seen Tenet. I've seen uh, the preview, but it, imagine how he feels watching Wandavision. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh one, God. Jesse. I bet. Oh, I bet. Even if he did watch it, he's like, "Wait a minute, what? What 
the hell? <laughs> Why'd they get that dweeb in there? All Ralph right. Boner. <laughs> now, Jeez. do you, either one of you have anything le- uh, anything else on this topic that you want to say? Mm. Any feelings uh, you need to get out? Mm. You, know, you just need to rage a little bit or anything like it, that? Do you think this is, do you think they're going to mix up Craven, Morbius, and Blade and all that? You think they'll do some sort of I think they're still planning the Sinister Six movie. I mean, okay. they introduced Matt McGargan in the end of uh, Homecoming, which was the Scorpion. Uh, he was the guy who yep. A- yep. approached Adrian Toomes. Um, I mean, right. we are get- we have already been told in Far From Home we're getting Doc Ock. Uh, Shocker is yeah, and Electro Shocker is still out there there's they're bringing in villains so i think we're yeah. gonna get an anti-hero squad the sony version of uh black bolts or sony version of suicide squad as the sinister six I, and it, they could do i mean doc o- the original sinister six was doc ock electro craven mysterio sandman and vulture mm. and so, i mean that's a you know mysterio could still be alive so right uh and i mean that's a that's a pretty big cast of villains from spider-man for sure and those guys still couldn't beat spider-man i mean I guess we have, right. they're a bunch of wussies we do have <laughs> a and we do have a sandman and like we do have old villains coming back yeah and just because nobody's mentioned thomas hayden church doesn't mean that he's not coming back as oh the sandman God. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about that. He just kept his mouth shut, unlike everybody yeah. else. And, and nobody <laughs> else has mentioned him. So, like, you know, just like keep flying under that radar. There are all these other little hints yeah. about all these other dudes. Like, there's so many rumors floating around right now, too. I mean, like, there's the rumor that, uh, um, I can't think of his name, play the Green Goblin. Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe might be reprising his role as the big villain of far from home or no way home but it's it's you know there's no no facts to it that we know of yet so what do you guys think about that would you be all right with willem dafoe being the big bad again i would i think he killed it um i don't know i think they could cast someone that looks more akin to the comic book role of norman but I feel like Norman's a pretty big villain. Um, speaking of which, villains. Uh, I think this is a good time to move into our next se- segment, which is villains talk. Ooh. Uh, so this week, uh, like our last episode, we did the top three Captain America movies. This week, we are doing our top three villains and uh yeah so we will go into these with do this. let's, you let's do, go go ahead you want to do this like we did last time uh we start everyone does their third everyone does their second everyone does their yeah third. why don't why don't we do that um so you know what i'll go first and then we'll go to chip and then we'll go to josh so yeah. my number three spot goes to kingpin Ooh, i like that 
and you would think you know kingpin is not not huge because he doesn't have any large scale powers or anything but to me kingpin is a great villain because he has no powers he could be a real life guy he easily controls everything from the yeah he's big he has a traumatic storyline that builds his character which you know gives you sympathy for him at times especially with his wife and kid dying in certain storylines um you know the the effects of his father beating him and then him murdering his father there's so much uh background to him being a villain and i think the the scary thing is that he could be a real life villain you know not just from comics not just from movies we have gangsters in the real world that's true so what did you think of uh uh the kingpin from daredevil the the are you talking the netflix version yeah uh i thought uh this is it DeSantos? no that's his character from law and order i think <laughs> vincent dionfrio god why that's do I know all this shit? D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio. <laughs> thank you thank you uh i think he killed it i think he was great and he was very articulate in the way he portrayed the character it was he did me proud i enjoyed I think he was the goddamn Daredevil. truth and i don't want to see another actor play the kingpin like he <laughs> was so goddamn on point like he slaughtered that role mm. like the quiet like the quiet rage like oh man when he like snaps and offs that dude's head with a car door like i was just gonna shit. say that 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 car door on was it. that's when you knew it was real Oh, yeah. At first, you're like, oh, the kingpin's kind of a, I don't know, I'd probably make fun of him in high school. And then he slams that dude's head in the in the fucking <laughs> car, and you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> okay, so, Chip, who is your number three? Uh, my, number th- my number three would be Comics Thanos. Likes me some purple face guy. Um... Like, in the comics especially, like, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet storyline was kind of cool, but, like, uh, more recently, he's had, like, a couple standalone graphic novels, he had his own standalone series, the Annihilation event, and then, like, the Annihilation sequel event, uh, he's just a really cool character, uh, the more they, the more they flesh him out, and the more they dig into him and round him out, he's just a really cool character in general. Um, so I really mm. like comics Thanos. Okay. All right. And Josh, your number three. My number three is going to be Venom from the 90s Spider-Man TV series. That little miniseries, the Venom miniseries, was mm. one of my favorite things on TV. I always liked those miniseries. I liked yeah. the Green Ranger, that whole six-episode arc. <laughs> yeah. I liked the Venom arc. Um, there was the Phoenix Saga in X-Men. All of mm-hmm. those were incredible pieces of 90s art. I feel like the <laughs> 90s cartoons really had their story on point. Like, they were actually trying to tell from the comics, as opposed yeah. to a lot of these modern-day, you know, sp- Avengers Assemble or uh, uh, X-Men anime or... <clears throat> 
no cap, Mask Phantasm is still better than crappy animation that Marvel puts out today. Like, DC needs to stay doing more animated stuff, and Marvel needs to, like, stay away from animated stuff. Mm. Agreed. It's just, oh, man. With that, we'll go to our number two spots. And I am going to say my number two is Magneto, Eric Lynch. Lyncher. Okay. All right. Um, so Magneto, the reason are you saying I do all this, around or you all are picking all one? Ar- okay. I, I'm picking all around because it, even in the movies, they delved into his past with the concentration camps and all that kind of stuff. And he is a, the type of, an, uh, he's an anti-hero. Because there are times that he's a villain and there are times that he's a hero and he inspires teams. He is a leader and he is uh, you can sympathize with him because of his past and the way he sees mutants being uh, marginalized and um, outright taking, you know, crap constantly. So he's doing it for his people. Um. And I feel like I feel like Xavier is a good counterbalance to him, but I feel like Xavier is the reason why Magneto is so much more charismatic and invokes people to like him as an anti-hero. Uh, even as a villain, you like him. So that would be my reason. I, I can't argue with that. <laughs> um, so, number two, Chip. Um, I'm going to roll with Killmonger, specifically Michael B. Jordan's turn as Killmonger. Uh, that Black Panther Killmonger was really cool. He was the best. Like, he was such a awesome villain. And Marvel suffers from, like... <laughs> crappy villain gnosis a lot of the time Uh, (laughs) i was just disappointed that they did end up killing him off um Mm. but even in that that was like you know killmonger being a badass and like given his whole decolonizing speech um i just yeah michael b jordan is the shit in an interview in an interview yeah. recently, Michael B. Jordan said also that if Marvel approached him to come back to the Black Panther franchise after um, T'Challa's death, that he he would totally come back just, you know, to pay respect um, to Chadwick Boseman, you know, as well, uh, outside is, of the movies. He is coming back in the animated uh, show, The What If. Good. He oh, is cool. reprising his role as Killmonger in the Marvel's What If, uh, which, which comes out be, soon, what right? If, yeah, What If Killmonger won? That might be what that What If is. So we'll see there. I could dig that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Josh. I'm looking up. I'm looking up when that comes out really quick. The What If series. Okay. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't tell me. It's not. Oh. Oh. August 2021 consists of ten episodes. Will be part of Phase Four of the MCU, and the second ten episode season is in development. Sweet. Cool. Nice. Uh, my number two, and I know I'm. I'm. I don't know what it is, but I love me some Green Goblin, <laughs> and 
Is it comic version or movie version? I love me some Willem Dafoe. Out am I? <laughs> yeah. Just as a kid, um, that was, I don't know, I, one of my favorite movies as a 12-year-old, 11-year-old. And I just I couldn't mm-hmm. get enough of uh, that version of the Green Goblin. I thought yeah. cheesy costume and all, it was still a ton of fun to watch Dude, that the Green Goblin on screen. So The mirror scene when he's talking to himself. I still get a little creeped out by you know the way yeah. his facial expressions just ah, you know it was perfect. Uh, it, in some ways, I, I feel like that role um, should have scored him like a Joker role at some point. You slap some <laughs> makeup on that dude, he'd be a perfect Joker. Uh, you don't yeah. even need to do the extensions on the cheek for that man. Not even a little bit. <laughs> All right, I, uh, I won't even take a cheap shot at Heath Ledger. so are we doing drum roll for number one josh do you have a drum roll that's good enough so number one for me is dr doom comics comics Uh, there has not been a good representation in my mind in movies for dr doom but the comics this man he is to me he's more powerful than most bad guys out there he's a sorcerer because he practices magic he's a high-grade scientist because he opposes reed richards he has as much knowledge of technology as tony stark and he is willing to make things happen regardless of killing maiming torturing even taking hostages he has a tactical mind to do more evil than most villains put forward in a standard comic he is my number one. He is what I would pay to. I would go see a Fantastic Four movie if it has Doctor Doom and he's done correctly. Yeah. And I hate Fantastic Four. See, again, I they hate... need to wait for those other ones to just completely die off before they can resurrect it because they really <laughs> messed up Doctor Doom in both of those movies. Again, the first Fantastic Four in the like early 2000s was eh. Mm. Eh. yeah it's unwatchable now when it first came out it was fine but you can't watch it now and the second version of dr doom was just wow yeah Yeah. Uh, yeah. so (laughs) yeah all right with enough doctor you know early fantastic four bashing chip what is your number two or your number number one Number one, uh, drum number roll. one is should be no surprise. It's the Baron himself, motherfucking Helmet Zemo. Uh, and he's a man with a plan. You don't need powers when you got a plan. <laughs> Zemo is uh, Zemo is the future. You just wait. <laughs> you think so? You think he's gonna be like the next Loki in the in the phases? I don't know about that, but like, <laughs> so so you're saying he he, leader of Black Bolt or the Thunderbolts, leader of Thunderbolts? I said Black. Yeah, Bolt. I mean, oh, is, is that a Thunderbolt watch? That's a Thunderbolt that's watch. A Thunderbolt. <laughs> Thunderbolt watch. Thunderbolt watch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they could give him his own country at some point in the comic. It's his own country, and it's like he establishes a sovereign nation for supervillains. So, like, supervillains that are on the run, they go hide out there because, like, he's not going to extradite you because he's the Baron. Like, 
So they have like a legitimate nation. And it's pretty awesome for a minute there. Uh, yeah, I'm all about this, you know. I feel like Jesse makes a valid point that uh, anyone who disagrees with Reed Richards in my book uh, is a good guy. <laughs> I'm going to have to send you uh, <laughs> the God in Avengers Academy at one point, uh, Hank Pym is like calling up reed richards and he's like hey i need that like shrinking device that goliath had because goliath is dead got killed by that clone mm. of thor uh, and he's like so i need that device it's that pym particle device that goliath had and richards is like mm, i don't know if i really trust you with that hank <laughs> like they literally like <laughs> start butting heads and hank pym tells reed richards it's on bitch and like breaks into the Baxter building and steals his shit back because <laughs> Hank Pym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's right. that's kind of cool. I like that. I like that for sure. Let's finish um, this out with uh, your number one, Josh. Oh, where, did I, where did I write that down? Oh, my number one? Thanos. Um, and I would just say Thanos all around, I would say. Comics and the, uh, uh, the movies. Um, He's been the most memorable. Even as a kid, when I barely read comics, I still knew about the Infinity Gauntlet. I still knew about the stones. Like it, he's always been a part of comic lore, whether or not you're huge into it. Like he's just he's kind of a savage, you know. He's he'll do whatever it takes to get to death or to complete his goal of wiping out half the universe. But in the comics, I feel like his you know his his motivations were a little odd <laughs> i guess comics you could say his uh tactics were even more a little a little more brutal than we got in the mcu as well oh yeah yeah for yeah. sure tactics i mean in the mcu you, he there was a reddit page dedicated to what thanos was right or something like that yes yep so in a way the mcu painted him as like Oh, oh, messiah? perverted savior, yeah, perverted messiah or whatever. That like, <laughs> uh, but whereas in the comics, like, yes, he snaps a bunch of people out of existence, but he also like messes with his own children, and yeah. worse than he does in the movies. You know, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, Gamora got well, not Gamora. What's what's her freaking name? The other one, Nebula. the blue one, Nebula. Nebula. She gets messed up in the movies, but like in the comics. She, I mean, with Thanos, doesn't her, yes, and it and keeps her alive, like, whew, yeah, so burns up husk, yeah, yeah, Hmm. yeah, and you know, I just I feel like he's he's always gonna be around as well, he's never gonna really go away. So, you made me think of the uh, when you said Thanos was right, made me think of uh, when we were throwing around all those invincible memes. I, I probably threw it in, I probably threw it your way, but like there was the one invincible meme where it's like Thanos is all beaten up and bloody and Iron Man's doing the think Thanos. Why wipe out half of the universe when you could double the resources? Oh man, I didn't think about that. Why don't you just double So yep. while while we're on the topic of villains and some of them being from comic books, I think that's a good segue into what have you been reading? 
What have we been reading? I got it. I got it. We're good. <laughs> All right. So uh, how about this time, Josh? Let's let's have you uh, take it first. Okay, for sure. I will. Ha- I have two. I have two. One for now and one for the end. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one, I am continuing to read the Star Wars High Republic series that comes out on the Marvel uh, Ultimate app. Um, this latest issue was awesome. It it introduced the the kind of like a new villain into the world of Star Wars, um, called the the Niles, kind of spelled like like nihilist, um, or nihilist, whatever you say. But but they're they're crazy, man. Like they the like they're worshippers of Darth Nihilus. I I'm not sure yet. They haven't explained it. They ah. they've just kind of shown what they do and um, the you know these Jedi kind of stumble on this ship that's covered in gas, which according to their legend like uh, the 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 people of Nihilus like flood these ships with gas and then kill everyone on board and rob them blind, and so while they're looking through this thing they're just finding all sorts of dead people and like they find a giant dead hut which is pretty cool I don't know. It's it's been a very interesting story so far, and uh, the High Republic has me hooked in the first three, no two, two. I've only read two. There's only two of them, and I'm already hooked. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see more of different Star Wars lore. Yes, they have Yoda in this. Yes, he is a part of this because it's it is six hundred years or something before the present day Star Wars, quote unquote. Um, so Yoda is just kind of a young lad at this point. I think he's like 200 years old, but um, he is a part of it, and that's kind of their um, uh, missing link between the new Star Wars and and the High Republic. You know, mm. so I'm interested to see how much more they use Yoda and what what actually happens in this series. It'll be it'll be pretty cool. That's all I got for that. That's cool. All right, um, Chip. What do you got? Uh, so I read through this last, like, over the last couple of weeks, I read through a bunch of, like, non-canonical nonsense. Um, I hit, like, I hit one of the uh, Night of the Living Deadpools, and then I finished that one and just, like, skipped all the other stuff I was supposed to read chronologically <laughs> and just read all the Night of the Living Deadpool stuff and, like, the Deadpool kills the Marvel universes. Um they are they're all fun they're all just like fun bloody violent reads uh non-canonical they're just uh just a good time uh so i read those and then some uh, what ifs if you will <laughs> yeah basically yeah and then um really i've been uh, i actually i sat down and i just finished rewatching season 2 of stranger things um i realized i had only watched once so like i don't know i don't know how i haven't gone back and watched it again but like this is actually only my second watch through of stranger things and like it's just such a good show such a good show so it, yeah it really i'm is. about to start season three it's worth a rewatch if you haven't rewatched it it is and we're getting season four soon so very soon that's why that, i was that's, uh, that's, that's okay. why i was prompted to do it again i was like oh season four soon yay yay 
I guess so, I should uh, probably do that soon too. I haven't seen the uh, yeah. I gotta watch that series all over yeah. again. Season three is fantastic. If you haven't watched mm-hmm. season three yet, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I I remember really liking it, but it's been so long that I just don't remember a lot of what I remember the mall. <laughs> that was season three. I, I yeah, think yeah. Honest, honestly, my favorite part of that season three was the never ever never ending story. Oh, absolutely, dude. I was like in tears because t- I was laughing kids. so hard when that yes. happened. <laughs> yeah. It killed me. Yeah. Um, That's right. So I am still reading the encyclopedia. Nice. Uh, there is a lot of things in there. Um, so I'll go on two facts that I learned recently. One of them I'm saying because of the Eternals is coming out. And that was Dane Whitman, the Black Knight has a weapon that is stronger than Mjolnir. The Ebon Ebon Blade um, powers itself on dishonor, effectively, and um, non-noble intentions. So, well, Mjolnir only goes to those that are worthy and courageous and all that the Ebon Blade becomes more powerful through cowardice, self-doubt, all that stuff. Uh, greed, anger, it becomes more powerful. Uh, at, from what I understand, there is a point where... Um, oh, and I might be remembering it wrong, and I don't want to say that if it's wrong. Um, but uh, he has definitely got a weapon that becomes more powerful the more he doubts in himself and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to go further into it because like i said i'm drawing a blank on the actual abilities of the sword now i might be confusing it with another weapon but i believe that the ebon blade is like cursed like it's got a demon's sentience and if it kills enough people, the wielder will basically become an avatar of this, or like he transforms into a demon or like becomes an avatar of this demon. I might be mistaken on that, but I think that that was another aspect of the Ebon Blade. So like he's very careful about not killing people because there's like a finite number. If he kills a certain number of people, he turns into this aspect of darkness. I believe hmm. it was created by Merlin during King Arthur's court. Um, it is said that it can deflect any magical attack and is immune to magic. It can cut also through any substance, even piercing Iron Man's extremist armor in one swing. The sword is also indestructible. Um, let's see. I, I pulled it up because it's, I can't leave it at just that. Um, I'm stoked about the Eternals, by the way. While you're looking that up, we are going to play the Eternals trailer at the end of this. As per usual, we leave you guys with the Marvel trailer, later, late, the latest trailer. Um, and I've watched this thing a bunch of times. And each time I watch it, I'm more and more stoked. Just because mm-hmm. of the ramifications that, that this movie could create. You know, like... They, they, the main things they say, we were, we never interfered with anything until now. What do you mean now? 
are you talking about Thanos being now, or are you talking about because Captain America and Iron Man and all and those heroes are are dead, or is it because you're talking about a scroll invasion? Like, why are you interfering now? Right. Maybe you're here to create the mutant gene. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so this is this is where I I, I remember it from is in the king of black uh the story of noel the symbiotic god noel and black knight go at it at one point and noel tells uh dane whitman saying that from its forging the ebon blade was only to be only able to be wielded by those of impure of heart only could bring out the true power of the blade and increasing the sword's power, the more evil the wielder is. Interesting. So, I think so I it's basically it's the evil version of Mjolnir. Thing with it, but hmm. that's what's up. Why not? Um, the other the other fact that I read was in 1977, Wolverine was not always meant to be a Canadian man. He was actually originally the concept was to have a wolverine actually mutate into part human like the beast huh. um so animorphs shit uh, yeah dude beast's current design is kind of like is is similar to what wolverine was gonna be like yep because they were like we're onto something with this so like i don't want to abandon it entirely but that's not what we want this character to, like yeah so the end uh, I believe they wanted kind of a gruff, um, not copish feel, but Clint Eastwood vibe to a hero. So that's kind of where they changed it from the the storyboards. So that is how we ended up with the current Wolverine is the, the storyboard concept guys were basically like, eh, you know, we already got Beast on the X-Men. Let's 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 tone back this new guy and you know, let, let's, let's make him Clint Eastwoody. And that's what they did. So we got the cigar smoking foul mouth booze, drinking Canadian shorty that we got now. The Wolverine. Have you ever met a Canadian? They are so polite. (laughs) They did not typecast him correctly. So I don't feel, um, I'm trying to think yeah. if there's ever a Canadian that I met that was impolite. <laughs> Don't you know? Hey, buddy. <laughs> oh, I lost my oh. notes here. I got you. I think uh, I I had one more, and that's gonna I'm gonna yes. lead us into our next segment. Um, and I believe we've all been taking part in this. Mm-hmm. So, what about two weeks ago, a new show released on mm-hmm. Hulu called Modoc. Um, and I've watched the whole series. Um, I, I believe Chip and Roy have also watched the whole series. So I feel like going, we're just going to go from what we've been reading into Modoc talk. Um, I really enjoyed this show as like, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it a lot. But it didn't necessarily fill that Marvel gap. It was more of, I felt like I was watching 
an Adult Swim show, which is fine with me because I love Adult Swim and I I love um, Robot Chicken, which Seth Green had a part in this. So he, he was, I think, the producer or something like that. Um, but it was very much like an Adult Swim show, just with a couple Marvel characters, but an amazing voice cast. I mean, you got Patton Oswalt playing Modoc, you got Ben Schwartz playing Modoc's kid, you got um who, what's the other guy's name? Um Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, thank you. Playing, playing Wonder, Wonder Man. Man. He's in it. How did I forget that? I just did a whole series about Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um but then John Hamm plays Iron Man. Sam Richardson's in this. John Daly's in this. Bill Hader's in this. Alan frickin' Tudyk is in this. Um, Three Dick for the SBI watchers, uh, which I, John DiMaggio's in this. I mean, it's an amazing, Whoopi Goldberg is in this show. It is an amazing yeah. voice cast. And it definitely doesn't, like, Whoopi disappoint. <laughs> yeah, pound and it. Cakes. <laughs> pound cakes. Like, <laughs> so great. Yeah. And it doesn't disappoint um, as far as like a casual viewer that's just looking to watch something fun that has some cool Marvel characters. Now, if you're looking for some sort of phase four storyline breaking into, you know, these Marvel movies, you're going to be disappointed. But for me, I, I mean, I know Roy has a little bit more to say. And Jesse actually left us a voicemail. Um, I'm a little worried to listen to that, but we will play it here in a minute. Um Chip, what, what did you think about Modoc? So you remember when Family Guy did those three episodes of Star <laughs> Wars? I feel like yeah. I was watching Robot Chicken do the exact same thing, but for Marvel. Um, like it's li- you're <laughs> literally just watching Robot Chicken, but I liked it. I thought it was uh, thought it was really good. There were so many references. Like if you're if you're like, if you catch them, like they have so many deep references in that show. Like there's a ton of little like Easter eggs and like references. Like they go to, like when they had give me, arcade, give me a couple because the murder I, I world. Kinda... Like oh my god, dude, arcades murder world. Like that was fantastic. Mm. Um, like with when they're going to all the bars, the bar with no name. That's like an actual thing from the comics yeah. where all the super villains hang out. Uh, like, Ten pin. Oh. Yeah, ten pit like so oh. many obscure dudes. Angar the Screamer, come on, man, <laughs> come on. With my band, Sweet Leg, you ain't got no Sweet Leg. It's okay, I'll sing it myself. That dude, <laughs> like so obscure, like. And Ben Schwartz like, was awesome too as his kid. I loved. I don't know. He was he was an oh, idiot, yeah. but he oh, was yeah, funny. Yeah. Priceless. Um, I really liked the finale. Like, the finale was just like, oh, shit. Like, I, I don't know. Just like... That was threw, the best part of the series. Like, threw out so many ramifications in that last, like, episode. And you're just like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really excited to see where season two goes. Um, they threw out the whole season in that last yeah. episode, basically. Yeah. The action, like, I don't know. I liked the action sequences. Like, when you got action sequences, they were pretty cool. Uh, like, the Monica Modoc fight was fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah, super the, the super scientist fight. 
it, it felt very Rick and Morty, like turning yes. each other into other shit and then anecdoting themselves. Like it felt very <laughs> yeah. Rick versus Rick. Like I think that was an actual fight that happened at one point. Like it's just I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, man, and and again, it, it it did have its its funny moments. It was a little stale at points, but I I thought it was it was pretty good all in all. Um, so I and Roy has his things. Yeah, take it away, do you, Roy. Do you want to play me. the? Do you want to play the voicemail first, or do you want me to? Just... I was instructed to play the voicemail after you were finished. After okay, pizza. yes. So, Chip, you called it exactly right. It's robot chicken except for you get tired of it after five minutes the show is to me is awful i mean literally (laughs) hands down the worst marvel entertainment thing to date and i would rather (laughs) watch the new spider-man and friends than watch this show okay uh the there were maybe one good joke to me uh in the entire episodes as it went by okay episode one maybe one good thing lou okay yes lou was probably the funniest thing for the entire show for me um but it just i oh man i just i just oh my gosh so were you expecting uh, something else? Yeah, I feel like you sat. You, I, you sound like you sat down expecting to like. No, see I came, some big like. Dude, I saw like, the preview. I line moving shit. Like, I came into the show exactly with the frame of mind that watching the preview game is that we're watching humor from celebrity deathmatch in the '90s and robot chicken, and you know Seth Green's humor has not really improved in my mind because even now going back and watching robot chicken hurts my head so this (laughs) this show i literally could only handle one episode a night because my ears were bleeding from having my headphones on because i couldn't let my kids watch this either (laughs) and you know and i love Patton oswald the guy is so funny but this show oh my it, it literally knocked him down a peg on my two like. <laughs> it did a number on him, guys. His brain has done a confuzzle duzzle over this show. You are right. It. So, all right. In the comics, Modok is a serious villain, but in this, the thing I don't like is that the entire show is centered around a bad guy having a family and the bad guy treats the family like shit the entire time. It's, it's like, he's not actually a villain, more of just a, uh, abusive piece of shit father the entire season that doesn't care about his family could give one, one iota about them. And yes, he does slowly start to redeem himself through episodes but and you find out his his family's just as messed up as he is and for me the season finale it didn't really even make sense you know that he wants to do what he wants in that that last moment um i'm going to throw out a spoiler warning because obviously his family 
you know, he kills his fam, lets himself kill his family, then takes over the world to create Modoctopia, and then tortures his past self, which would kill himself. The show is re- it. Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. This show. I think you missed. I think you missed the uh, integral point where uh, we explained that his past self is actually an anomaly from a redundant yes. timeline. So, like, he Correct. still has his actual past self that's going to go up and uh, grow up to be him. So he can do whatever he wants to this time displaced anomaly. Um, yeah, and yeah. I I get that it's Loki and what we're going to be watching soon. I I get it and. You didn't like the it's Iron just Throne? One, they, they throw it out. <laughs> they had to retcon that from earlier in the episode where Modok is like, oh, if I kill myself, you know, he talks about that earlier in the episodes that he's going to mess up the timeline. So then they retcon it like they forgot. Oh, yeah, we're doing this in Marvel, by the way. So to me, the writing, I don't know. It's just I mean, I feel like he cared about Marvel to date. I feel like he cared about his family. He, uh, <laughs> he's just a supervillain. He's like focused on taking over the world and shit. So he's lets his like family life slide, like a lot of people do. They get caught up in professional lives and let their family life slide. It, his just has more implications because he's raising a budding villain. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Melissa is scary. She like like that bitch. Whenever she's talking about like, all the emotional manipulation that she does to her classmates, I was just like. This bitch is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. She only attempted suicide, so it's alright. Like, what, bro? Like, <sighs> I Man, I, I don't think I've ever seen Roy so upset over a show. I just... I don't know. I, I have. I, I, I have. Well. I, okay. I was, John Walker I was, was justified. <laughs> <laughs> I was... <laughs> I know it was supposed to be very robot chicken like. Um, I I guess I expected a more coherent storyline to it, even if it was robot chicken, even if it was celebrity death match match esque. I expected the storyline to flow more, I guess, and then just some of the jokes really rubbed me the wrong way and it might be because i'm a parent you know and i get some of the humor but some of it just was like why the humor because you're a parent and you don't smoke weed that's what it is i tell you you (laughs) get high and you watch this show and it's freaking awesome those of you that live in legal states i highly recommend getting your favorite pre-roll sitting down and watching some modoc because it makes it 10 times better <laughs> but right. those of you in not legal states uh you probably hate this show because you can't smoke before you watch it <laughs> um i i i i don't know jesse was making fun of me earlier because I like more, I like longer stories and not as many episodic things where I feel like this show was very episodic with a bit of an overarching story, um, but not as big a one. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm going to go back and watch it again just to find all these little Easter eggs you guys are talking about because I didn't see. I mean, I saw some, obviously, like the bar and stuff, but it wasn't like I didn't catch a lot of things. So 
No, I thought. I, I don't know. I. Sorry, go ahead. I yeah. still think it was fun. That's that's all. You know, I I just yeah. think it was, it was made to be fun, and and if it fails, and people don't <laughs> like it, then no skin off their back. You know, it was a it was a little exactly. experiment that Marvel did. I feel like this whole year has been about Marvel experiments, WandaVision, uh, Captain and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki. I feel like those are all experiments. Modok, mm. that's an experiment. They haven't had a Marvel original show on hulu this is the first one i mean (laughs) from disney from disney because they had a um run was uh, that from disney too because i thought that was from fox see i don't think that runaways and the other one was from fox yeah yeah yeah. i'm I'm thinking like since disney took over i think you're correct this maybe i think this is the first one since disney took over but yeah that's uh not the first hulu marvel show right 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 just like the disney kind of but i think i feel like it's an experiment for them to see how well a marvel show works on on hulu um and and an an obscure marvel show as well because i feel like they have a lot of plans with obscure things what if i mean that's a that's a risk not not saying it's a risk it's not like a a solo a han star wars story risk it's more of like a some of the fans might like it. Some of the fans might yeah. not really like it. I don't. I don't I think, think it, the what if is a risk though, because they have a what if comic book series. I mean, how do you think we got the Avengers versus the Justice League? I mean, we got uh, Wonder Woman picking up Captain America's hammer at a point. You know, it's we got Batman and Tony Stark. You know, chumming it up. Um, yeah. I love that it's Captain what, America's hammer now. <laughs> oh yeah. shit thor's hammer yeah. you're right no he yeah. keeps that shit i wouldn't hand that back <laughs> um but... well before we go any farther let's play let's play jesse's voicemail hey yes. marvel canon madness it's jesse from fbi i know this isn't my show but i figured i should call in just so that you know we're all still watching and rooting for you guys because we are and we're pretty excited about your move to wednesday uh well i am personally it makes it a lot easier for me to watch um, but really quickly, just to jump in, um, I finished all of Modoc. I I really enjoyed it, but I think I think I agree with Roy, the intrepid DM, as far as like the tone of the humor kind of holding the show back from me like really loving it. I mean, I still definitely had laughing out loud moments, and I really enjoyed myself. It was just like this could be a little bit better than it is, and I think. To Roy's point, I, I think it has to do with the, the tone of the personal taste thing. So uh, if you're into that, uh, don't we don't think any less of you. We just don't agree with you. So uh, you guys keep kicking ass at Marvel Cannon Madness, and I can't wait to see what you guys do with Loki. All right. Peace. Thank you for that call, Jesse. We always appreciate the voicemails. And if you would like to get in on that, you can call us at 508-93-TWIST and leave us a voicemail. Um, we will play them on the show. And yeah, um, I 100% agree. The humor missed on a lot of things. I still, again, I still enjoyed it. It just, maybe in the second season, they'll get a couple better comedic writers. I think they need more. They need to throw Taika Waititi in on this here. Let, <laughs> yeah. let, let him come over here and write some of these shows because I think with the right mind, this show could be over-the-top incredible. 
I don't know. If Taika comes in, we'll end up with a Modoc with like massive guns that's punching people <laughs> through walls. <laughs> I, you know, I think if the writing was better, I could give it more than a two. Ooh. <laughs> Ouch. But, we weren't even going to rate it, but I guess we're going to rate it now. <laughs> I, you know, just in my mind, that's what I was thinking. It's like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's fine. Fine. Uh, out of one out of 10 Modoc chairs, <laughs> how many uh, how many chairs does Modoc have? Let's go with uh, Chip first. Uh, I give it seven Iron Thrones. All right. I would I would go 6.5. So we're we're pretty much right there. Yeah. And I already gave you mine. He's bringing he's that average two, down. Two chairs to eat those burritos and toilet lasagna in. That's about it. So Yeah. All right. It's still better than Thor the Dark World, so you know, I I would even argue against that now. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah. What do we have left? I have to pull up my notes here. I'm not used to this. I'm a first time host, guys. <clears throat> yeah. That's all right. The last thing that I have over here is our marvelous shout outs for the week. All right. We have just the uh we every week we do just a couple shout outs for people around the interwebs and things of that nature uh did you guys have any shout outs this week uh i do have one chip did you have any that you would like to go first no go uh go first i think i do have one i'm just trying to find like my full list of names because there's like a chunk of people here all right <laughs> so as always uh the intrepid dm is my streamer name I stream a lot. I'm building a great community that I'm making friends and a amazing streamer, a variety streamer by the name of let's play with the devil. Uh, nice. He, uh, he streams all kinds of stuff. Uh, a lot of it has to mainly do with great soundtracks, uh, jazz music in the background to relax to great conversation. And he gets really into character um as he wears a mask he has horns he uh really he really falls into that character and that's what drives that channel so if you have a chance go check him out he has a um he has his scheduling listed on his page you can find him at twitch slash let's play with the devil that's my my shout out so josh um my first shout out actually i i just ran across this guy today he uh gave me a follow it's a band by the name of home by july i fell in love i've and i i had to talk about it like right now because i want to get this guy on a tma show it was some pop punk um i know a lot of people that i know don't really uh like the pop punk um but those of you that know me you know i love that shit so this band is called Home by July. They're out of Australia. Um, very, very local still down there. But, man, they're, they're fun. They're fun to listen to. If you get a chance, check them out at Home by July on Twitter. They have all of their um, links there for Spotify and stuff like that. My other shout-out was 
to Randy from the Grolix podcast. Uh, he was on our show on TMA last week. Actually, that episode just dropped yesterday. Um, Randy is from Fremont. Uh, he's an old friend of mine from long time ago. And he was one of the first people that I knew that started a podcast. And it kind of inspired me to start a podcast because I was like, well, shit, if he's doing it, I could totally do that. Why not? <laughs> and, you know, you'll, you'll hear in the show, if you listen to it, um, just some of the old conversations that we had about podcasting. One thing that, that he told me back in the day when I first started this thing out, I had a, a good Facebook following, but a putrid Twitter following. And the one thing that he told me was, your Twitter game is weak. You need to get better. That's how you can expand. And I never believed him until I actually got on Twitter at Twist My Armcast. Follow me if you'd like. But he was absolutely correct. The amount of people that I've met through on, on Twitter and connections that we've made and friends that we've made, it's been awesome. I wish I could name all of you off. But thanks, thanks to Randy, I worked on my Twitter game, and now I have met so many wonderful people. Um, so check out Grolix podcast at Grolix podcast, G-R-A-W-L-I-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, do you guys know what Grolix means? Do you know what that is? Mm, no. So the Grolix, the Grolix in comics is the symbols that people put in there for swear words. So when a superhero swears in their bubble, that's the Grolix. Hmm. Well, I that didn't know that. A, that is an awesome <laughs> fact. Yeah, you, is... you will have to tell Randy thank you for enlightening Absolutely. me. Absolutely, for sure. Chip, what did you get? What did you have? <laughs> okay, so Marvel Legends just uh, just revealed like five new figs from an upcoming wave. But the interesting thing is the way that they did it. Uh, so they sent one of they okay, so like a wave is eight figures, seven or eight figures. What they did this time is sent a content creator, like a toy reviewer. They sent each of them one of the toys from the wave, gave them a specific mm. day to announce it, and each one of the toy reviewers got an advanced copy of the toy and got to review it as the announcement of the toy being released super cool nice. like that's like hella cool like hasbro paying attention to content creators like caring about the community um so i thought that was really cool so i wanted to give like a shout out congratulations to uh at shardimus prime he got to do cyber which is an awesome wolverine villain uh shout out to at your underscore annoying underscore friend underscore car uh she got to do omega red the new omega red looks dope it's basically <laughs> just a repaint of the one we got like a year or two ago but like it is a clean and crisp repaint uh there's been three others but i can't find the names right now so that's two of the five uh so shout out and congratulations on that like i i would love to get my toy game up to the point where Hasbro notices me, but that is the stuff of dreams. <laughs> awesome. I'm trying to find a picture here of these new Marvel Legends toys. I bet uh, if you search I believe this Marvel is Legends it Cyber. right here. I believe it's that one. Is it that one? 
no that is the new oh. age of apocalypse wave that just got released oh okay okay all right my, my bad we'll put a link we'll put a link in the show notes to the uh to the, all the creators that did those reviews for sure all right well i think that's a great point to leave off guys we've we've done an amazing podcast tonight so thank you thank you thank you i appreciate both of you you make this so much fun uh i just want to say to everyone in chat thank you for watching i'm roy i'm chip i'm josh have a good night Thank you for listening to Marvel Canon Madness. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Marvel Canon Madness. Send us your questions and theories on Twitter at MCM underscore pod and on Instagram at Marvel Canon Madness. Watch and chat live at twitch.tv slash TMA games or youtube.com slash twist my arm podcast. Marvel Canon Madness is a twist my arm podcast. The views and opinions expressed on this show are held solely by those speaking them. 